What's up, guys? Welcome back to Will and Muzzy, uh, the uh, weekly podcast where we um, talk about things. So um, today, uh, we're just going to have a chat. We have a few uh, things lined up, uh, and we're just going to chat about it. So yeah let's have a conversation um what i saw during the week that i obviously i sent to will straight away because i didn't know who mr beast was at first um until like about a month or so ago i I was like who the hell like who's mr beast um which is crazy because i spend like so much of my time on youtube which um i think it shows how big youtube is because i watch like loads of channels but then there's still like a huge channel that i wasn't even like paying attention to um but i started watching some of his content and i showed uh charlie and sean his content as well him giving away all those cars to one of his uh subscribers Mm -hmm. which was crazy but um i saw gary vaynerchuk's video talking about mr beast burger and i was like what the hell that's a crazy idea like that's a seriously good idea especially Mm -hmm. in lockdown as well um where everything has to be delivered now anyway well i don't know what it's like for you guys but Mm -hmm. over here like pretty much everything is it the same pretty much i mean we can go to restaurants but that's it's all of COVID stuff. No, I mean deliveries to the way to go. So. Yeah. yeah, but like oh oh like like you're saying, deliveries the way to go over here. Like all the restaurants are shut, so the only thing that's delivering is takeaways <laughs> yeah. and like fast food joints. So mm-hmm. um, to have like a burger joint now to launch it now is so clever because all he'll have to do is you wouldn't even have to have restaurants where people could come in and like sit down all you'd have to do is just have a a sort of kitchen or like like i think that part of the whole like a launch the way how good it's going is because covid exists that yeah help them launch super big because of the whole delivery thing massively um, yeah massively and it's just i think it's such it's an ingenious idea it's an ingenious idea because it's just yeah. His business is doing well enough online, but to have something where you're not on YouTube and you're not relying on views, where you're actually selling um, a physical, tangible product, and then you've not got that many overheads, but because your name's already big, you can afford to launch, like, rather than launching one and trying to get, like, that big and going from word to mouth, Mm -hmm. you've already sort of done all your marketing. So now you just launch one big thing and then it, like it booms and blows up and you have the infrastructure Mm -hmm. to be able to support it which isn't it's amazing yeah no he's just and 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 like i was saying i said to you i i said he's like the next generation of like business mogul or business yeah because like the creator economy is the future of entertainment and he's right at the helm of that and he is eventually i mean he'll be at the top of it and even when he's not making videos anymore i'm sure he'll have some sort of company or business that helps small creators or something to the point where he's still just will still be around yeah yeah but that is crazy man that is (laughs) that is really really insane and um and like the mr beast burger it helps him because obviously they make money it helps small businesses because they give money back to the small businesses who produce the burgers and it 
and it helps other people who just want to get food delivered and things like that. Yeah. And they can get like a cool, and I've heard it's really good. So, yeah, for, so like, he, does he go to like specific restaurants and they make it for him? They don't, they don't, um, thingy. Well, I think they like set up like a whole court, like kind of a lesson on how to make it. And then they went around and taught all the businesses they were going to use to do it. For, and then they produced all like the paper and wrapping and everything like that yeah. and, and stuff. And then they just, it's a pretty simple menu. Although there is quite a few variations and things like that. Um, and then they just said like, you know, you're just going to get orders through delivery apps and just that's use incredible. Them do this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's really incredible because then the overhead of owning somewhere as well isn't even on oh, you, yeah. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As long as you've oh. got this secret recipe and your secret sauce and yeah. obviously you've trademarked your all your packaging and stuff like that. Like, Yeah, I mean, in, to, in, today's, in today's like world, you do not need – there's no reason to really have a have a restaurant if you, as long as you have a good enough kitchen. You could start out by – you could start your own local – food delivery platform or your own local food delivery like place and just yeah. cook like, a few simple items and sell this. I mean, I've heard of people who like DoorDash drivers who say like they they'll drive to some like rundown apartment and there'll just be some old woman cooking everyone's food and they're, they're just getting tons of orders. Like that's crazy. That is crazy. That's yeah. true as well yeah. now. Cause mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of COVID, I think it's accelerated the fact that people don't, you don't need like, huge infrastructure to run a successful business and now that everybody's realized that you can do it online i think yeah sort of restaurants and stuff like that they'll all they'll obviously always continue and they'll keep going but i think food deliveries now is the way Mm -hmm. to go for sure and then but then he is building infrastructure though not with the restaurant but he's building like an entire office complex to 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 have like a business to run it's a mr beast is becoming a business more than it is just a, a person brand, like yeah it is he's building office like an entire office complex he has multiple like warehouses for like storage and for and like a studio for filming things like that and i mean like he is building an insane like basically like a hollywood studio for his, yeah. just his brand because that's how many videos they're making every day and like it's a he has multiple employees like multiple multiple like it tons of employees yeah that's that crazy yeah that is crazy and so yeah it will only get bigger it will yeah. only oh, yeah. get bigger the space it's as at its prime. yeah it's it's I think it's it's accelerated and it's it's grown enough to be respected, but it's still not as respected as TV. Yeah. Like it's still nowhere near to to our generation and younger. Yes, it mm. is, but like once once I'm like, or once our generation's like, once I'm like thirty four, forty, I don't yeah. think TV like well, the, I, I I won't have like. Mm-hmm. A T. I'll have I'll, maybe I'll have a smart TV where obviously you can go on YouTube and stuff like that. But I'd, I'd, yeah. I wouldn't even want the normal channels because there's nothing yeah. on there that I watched well, apart also, from sports. Yeah. Also, YouTube allows you to kind of find your like different little niche topics, yeah. but you don't need to subscribe to a channel package to get those. You know, like yeah. you get you can find anything you want on YouTube, and then 
and then I'm sure sports will integrate into YouTube and things like that. And same way no they're way doing it to yeah. Amazon Prime, like over yeah. here, football's now on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime's not every single game, yeah. but quite a lot of games for you to just yeah. have Prime yeah. and just watch them on there. Yeah, and then, uh, and then, like, what's like, I was just thinking, like, what's the point of spending, like, they'll, they'll charge you extra fees and stuff. So, what's the char- point of paying 200 something dollars a month for cable when you can spend 30 to 40 dollars a month and get all the channels you need and uh, on a streaming service? So, then you don't have to ever worry like about being on a TV. You can use your phone, you can use your iPad, you can use yeah, your computer exactly. to watch all this stuff. It's just, there's just no point for cable TV to really exist anymore. Yeah, literally. And I was um, I was just on the NFL website there because I still have Sky, but I was looking at um, their sort of NFL yeah. Plus streaming thing, and they they now they're they're streaming like the Super Bowl and all their games and stuff as well. Well, I think Sky's a little different because the way I see it, like over here, we, there's so many different kind of cable channels and stuff so you can kind of you get more choice but in england it seems like it's yeah, like it's one it's sky, sky. virgin yeah. yeah and they pretty much just own like it's like oh, it's yeah it's different because you kind of have to have sky to exist have in the all UK. the channels yeah but um well true i i like we we still have sky and stuff but like i think it's transitioning because BT has all the Champions League and all the good football yeah. games now. Yeah. So if you have BT um, sort of internet, you get free BT sports. Yeah. So that's like, I think that's a game changer for over here. And it's got the UFC on as well, which is the only reason. It's either football, the UFC or NFL games, but NFL is still on Sky. So you have yeah. to pick what you want to yeah. watch, but well, loads think- of things are transitioning over. I think also like in the in America, kind of the equivalent to having internet and then also having like different cable and things like that. Um, a lot of like big um, internet providers like Verizon and them are um, partnering. Like Verizon has a whole deal with Disney Plus. So anytime you get a Verizon line, you can you get like Disney Plus for free. So you get Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu bundle. So you but... get a huge deal as on top of on top of your internet or like AT&T, you can get an AT&T package that includes AT&T t- uh, cable TV or AT&T their, uh, um, and their streaming platform and HBO Max. Um, so like there's a there's like partnerships going on between all those different things. So that's kind of like what's going on here. They're trying to c- kind of capture the same results. Yeah. And you can, well... I think they're just adapting to the change in market because they must be able to tell that like the young, mm-hmm. the younger generation and like I was not even yeah. younger now. It's like sort of middle-aged yeah. people just aren't like I, yeah, I, I, mean, I can't I can't remember the last time I sat down and like watched normal TV. Other than sports, yeah, yeah, it's just and, too and slow. Anything I watch is on a streaming platform now, <laughs> yeah. or on yeah. YouTube, and like, um, and um like we have Hulu for our live TV because it's like $60 a month or something for the Hulu Disney plus thing or whatever. Um, and live TV over $200 a month. And you only get like the same amount of live channels and then no extra like streaming stuff. So like, what's the point in spending the extra money on nothing through like a yeah. traditional cable provider here? Um, 
and like YouTube have their own TV thing now, YouTube TV, which is really good. Um, a bunch of people are doing lot, like TV for cheap, you know, for streaming and that kind of thing, which is yeah. Cool. With that, with mentioning that, then I wanted to talk about sort of um, the traditional sort of commercial route versus the new age of commercialism. So, I think we're we're at like the uh, the crux of going to college or going to university and mm -hmm. uh, sort of coming out of there either doing yeah. more school or getting a going into a corporate job or mm -hmm. deciding to either go to university and start working on something um in the e-commerce space whether it be yeah. on youtube or whether it be something to do with the internet or completely not going mm -hmm. to uni and just strictly focusing on like building yourself up on the internet i think yeah. it's it's one of the two, do you know what I mean? And um, I still think the split for most people, especially my age, like the split in my age, it's like, I'd say 80, 20 with 80 people yeah. going the traditional route and then 20% of people going mm -hmm. the, um, the sort of online and like trying to make something different. Mm -hmm. route. But I, mean, I think uh, I would think that the generation like coming out of school, like, in a few years like my age it's probably more of like a 70 30 or even yeah. like a 65 35 or whatever um split because um there's just so many people are seeing how big of an impact you can make on youtube now and you know and like i know that i'm probably you know most likely going to go to university but i'm doing it to to help me rather than doing it as my sole path in life. Yeah. Like I'm only doing it to give me, to just give me more options um, and connections and things like that, because I know I'm not going the traditional route at all. Yeah. So already I've already, like, I, I, I don't know what exactly I'm going to be doing, but yeah. I know it's not the traditional route in any way. I just it's know good that. that you've gone in with that mindset, you know, because then at least you'll be mm -hmm. you'll be seeking that. I always knew that I didn't want to go into the tradi traditional route, but I yeah. didn't see many options. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Unless you're extremely talented in sport or yeah. extremely like you're a singer mm -hmm. or like something like that. It yeah. didn't look like there was that many options, but then like because youtube started growing basically mm -hmm. in our generation i like i could see the growth there but it wasn't mm -hmm. as i feel like now there's a lot more people and it's a lot more accepted that youtube like youtube and doing business online you can make a sustainable living yeah. long term whereas mm -hmm. i don't think many people ever saw it as sustainable long term back mm -hmm. in the day because it wasn't as understood as much but i think definitely your generation will have such a handle on mm -hmm. how like everything works mm -hmm. where you can take it long term how things are monetized and sort of how much you can actually make from monetizing and like doing different deals and i mean growing yeah, up seeing sponsorships make, and everything so you could make more money off of just doing youtube and having like a pretty small channel than you can doing most like you know lower end jobs in like a corporate yeah. setting 100%. If you, you know, do the right things and also like it depends you know you got to really love youtube to do it because you gotta have a passion for it but yeah there's so many people who love you i love youtube like, yeah same. i'm fascinated by it like i i look as i'm scrolling down through the like list of videos i'm looking for all those little key details in the thumbnails like i love looking at how the algorithm works and things like that like i love youtube so yeah. much 
And I love the way yeah. that different people structure their shows, do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. two people yeah. could speak about one topic, but the way that they go about it and structure yeah. it and like lay it out is two completely different ways. And like one way is not necessarily better mm-hmm. or worse. It just shows the people's shown, personality. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And it and, and it's showing like different ideas. Like nothing's really stuck yet. E- everyone's trying different things, which is so yeah. awesome. It's not some true, it's not just one path do this do yeah this it's not boxed in it's yeah. not boxed in and yeah. i think the the chance for being able to like mm-hmm. how long does it take company companies to like pivot or like yeah. change do you know what i mean whereas if yeah. you own a youtube channel and you mon- you monetized it and it's doing well if mm-hmm. you want to change the direction of your channel it doesn't yeah. take that long to be able to change and pivot stuff um but with that yeah. being said i think we should sort of dispel a myth of people thinking people who make content to go online it's super easy you don't have to do anything you just have to have a camera and like Mm. talk or like it doesn't take much effort to put content out online like i'm sure you'll do the same will but i'll I'll tell you right now it's work it's work i think people have always kind of said this thing like just go out there and like make content and while while you do need to do that because you need to build up your yeah. brand build up your content it also like this is and this is things like mr beast has said and people like him it has to be very good content in order to put it out it can't yeah. just be something that's terrible and then you can't just expect it to be you know some it's just, it's just gonna get a bunch of views or something and you have to really put in the work like you have to every stage of a video's process you really have to think about and you really have to dive deep into and you really have to make sure it's executed perfectly in order to have a good video and even if it doesn't get a ton of views as long as it's good content and you're happy with it that's the most important thing yeah doing youtube in a small size you have to like what you're making don't i agree with you don't think about like the growth or the money or doing it to try to get big on youtube or something or to go viral as most people try to go viral it's just not going to happen yeah i mean go to tiktok if you want to become viral because that's pretty much going to happen at some point (laughs) which is also really cool but yeah don't expect that you're just gonna be able to build a huge uh devoted following from doing nothing because you really have to make the best kind of content out there to really you know grow. to make an impact yeah and i you think can. It, there's still way tons of room for growth on youtube i mean yeah. we're barely even scratching at, like, the surface yeah 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 but i agree with you on that like the thing with making content if you make if you make content that you're happy with and you think will like which will last the test of time for you and things that you will enjoy like seeing in a few years time on are you not, not even thinking about it into that deep of a level just content that you enjoy mm-hmm. i think that lasts the test of time way <laughs> yeah. more than content you don't enjoy because i find channels now like some of the channels i found that i watch mm-hmm. i'll watch them like religiously when they put stuff out but then when they don't put stuff out i'll go back and watch like their videos yeah. from like last year or like a few months ago do you know what i mean and rewatch all of that stuff oh, so yeah okay super weird example of this um but i found this one i i kind of um while I, i've been like sorting out all my lego and stuff i've kind of been watching like longer form videos and i found this one channel does like car videos and like yeah that kind of thing and i'm like that's kind of a thing that i really into as well and 
I don't know how many hours of their content I've watched because it is super well produced. It literally kind of feels like Top Gear in a way. Yeah. And and there's and like two, one of them's British, one of them's Canadian. They both live in Canada and they just, they, they just do cars and they have like a little film crew and they just film these super high quality videos that are super hilarious, but super informative. And when they're not posting a video or something, I've gone back through so much content that they've had and it, I love their content now. Like, yeah, I'm a devoted fan. Like, yeah, there's can- nothing better than finding a channel that you'd never seen or like finding yeah. a new topic that you're interested in. And then someone having like a good back catalog of information or a good back yeah. ca- catalog of videos that you can go back and watch because nothing's more frustrating than liking a channel, but then that channel not having enough content to keep you satisfied you know what i mean it's so frustrating it's proper proper frustrating yeah that's why on on the creator's part you have to keep putting out content yeah good content so that people can you know that you're comfortable with people just going back and and you'll know that they're gonna like everything they see if you think that they're not gonna like it then maybe it's time to private the video or something like you know maybe you're in a different stage of youtube but like still just make sure that all your content on your page is good because people are going to go back and look through it and even if like let's say you don't like some of the stuff that you're doing or some of the stuff that you're putting out a while ago you can Mm -hmm. always like like what will says you can go back hide that and like um pivot to something else which is what i was saying before like you'll never go wrong with putting out a decent amount of content where you will go wrong or where you might struggle is if like you put out a bit of content stop come back a few months later put out content stop come back a few months later yeah like you can't um you can't zigzag it you really can't zigzag it like everything else if that means only posting a video a week or, or only posting a video every few weeks if you want it to be a really good video then do that over posting a bunch of videos at once and then just stopping forever because people are once they find a video they're going to look through your other videos and then they're going to want new videos and the only way that they'll subscribe is if they see you're putting out new videos it's like you know yeah it's an incentive to subscribe it is a proper incentive to subscribe and like Mm -hmm. i don't know if you do this will but like i won't subscribe to a channel not until they put out loads of videos but like say i subscribe to something and then they don't put out a lot of content i'll unsubscribe or like let's Mm -hmm. say if i don't subscribe to someone and they keep putting out a load of content and i keep watching it i'll get to a point where i'm like yeah do you know what i mean but i do like i do like to subscribe early some of my favorite channels like that i find out first i'll just be watching them without even subscribing and just searching them up and then afterwards i'm like it's kind of like almost a subconscious you know i've they've earned my like, yeah, yeah i'm gonna subscribe now and then that's like the big thing I, i'm now subscribed to their channel that kind of thing yeah i think there, there must be something about consume like consumer psychology must have adapted to on to online behaviors as well because well that's like how the whole like title and thumbnail is so important because they have to grab your attention and pull you in in the first you know few seconds of the video by with the title and thumbnail because like there's like multiple stages into gaining a viewer is you have to get them in excited or enticed to watch the video by on it, by having a catchy, you know, like icon or whatever. 
And then you have to excite them in the first few seconds to get them excited and get them to want to keep watching and motivated. And then after you can kind of start slowing down the process once you get further into the video, because they're going to start slowly getting more and more in deep into it. And then eventually they're going to be a viewer. And then if you can, you know, keep them throughout the entire video, you might end up with a subscriber. That kind of Yeah, thing. definitely. And um, is in in terms of the behaviors with the thumbnail, and in terms of the behavior with like the smashing the like button, subscribing, like mm -hmm. what what makes people not subscribe online? I think people like people should start doing studies on our generation now in terms yeah. of like what, what why we behave the way that we do online and what we choose to watch or like yeah. the reason why we won't watch certain things because I don't know I like. With me, there's the like some of the content I, I watch. Um, I get really annoyed if if there's like not long breaks, but like do you know if if a show like breaks up too frequently. Do you know what I mean? So like if you say you're watching something, but then yeah. there's like a two three minute break before the next topic is in, introduced, and like there's mm -hmm. not much going on, it really frustrates me because I've been watching live streams and stuff like that, and like there's some people who really know how to carry a, a live stream and there's some yeah. people who like they'll be really really good 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 then they'll let it go dead for like two three minutes then it'll be really good again and they'll let it go dead for two three minutes and that really aggravates me so yeah um that's another thing i i'm super into like seeing how people do live streaming and stuff because i think that um uh that um like there's so there's so much like very professional ways to do a live stream and some huge creators still haven't really made their live stream that professional but i think that, yeah. that there's a lot of room for growth in is personal live streaming so um it's definitely something that, that i want to get into changes. yeah, yeah. I, I think but i think at first you kind of have to build a youtube like video platform and a social media platform and a presence before you start streaming yeah before you start live streaming yeah 100%. it's so hard to gain an audience just through streaming yeah um and, and it's the content yeah. that you're like what what are you specifically streaming yeah. about because mm -hmm. i've been watching youtube streams <clears throat> and like seeing how like people like like one guy what he does is he people ask him questions in the comments but there's so many comments like what he does is he oh he'll only like mention a comment or answer a question if it comes as a super chat yeah. or like mention like loads of them do that now and i think i think a really uh, this is just a random idea i've had but you know who should be doing this is someone who's a huge business person because then they can say ask me your business questions and i'll answer them and i'll give you advice on 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 like in business and stuff if you donate or if yeah you, if exactly if you if you do it in yeah. the super chat and they'll have like a super chat minimum if you, yeah can you even set a super chat minimum uh i think so maybe yeah that's something I that i should i'll write that down mm -hmm. and see if you can actually uh yeah and then or but then also like there's there's this small channel i think they have like two they're nearing on two hundred thousand subs i found their videos like in quarantine and they're like super funny, like one of my favorite channels. And they've built a cult audience because even though they only get like a few hundred thousand views a video, that you if you go to the comments, you can see how many likes each comment has within the first hour. They have like over like two thousand likes in every comment, which means that that's their crazy retention and stuff is very high. Yeah, and very good. And they were live streaming the other day on YouTube, and 
I don't think I've ever seen a channel of that size get so many donations in such a quick succession. That's crazy. They couldn't even That's keep crazy. up because people respected them already, and they're they're yeah. uh, without them doing any like live streaming before. They're they couldn't even do what they wanted to do because people were just constantly donating tons of money uh, yeah. that's sick you know and i think yeah. that's another thing that people um people need to understand with like creating on creating content online you don't have to have like two million subscribers if you had like you say two hundred thousand loyal people mm -hmm. that like engage mm -hmm. with your page it's way more valuable than like two million subscribers and only a hundred p a hundred thousand of them pay well, attention to anything you there's do. some channels nowadays that are that have like almost 10 million subscribers and they're literally dead they get like sub 100,000 views because people have just moved on because their content just didn't change with the times or they just yeah, didn't, they didn't evolve their yeah. audience involved or that kind of thing yeah like, definitely it's the same with instagram have mm -hmm. you seen where people like how yeah. let's say someone will have like 10k followers like there's there's people i know um, that have 10,000 mm -hmm. followers on and that should mean that like you're getting a lot of engagement with your page but they'll have like 10,000 followers and still get like 150 likes and I'm like how yeah. how on earth is that possible that 10,000 people follow you and yeah. only that many of them engage with your page so I think a lot of people are buying are buying followers like that's a big thing yeah like, I know a few people who like purchase followers to make their page look like Mm -hmm. bigger That's than what it so, is like sad it's so sad isn't it it's so sad yeah. it's a big business though it like would be a miss not to talk about people um buying mm -hmm. followers oh, and, like yeah. Yeah. buying buying it for clout or to make their business look like it's doing better than what it actually mm -hmm. is yeah yeah it was because they don't want to wait for the organic growth to happen they don't want to put the work in to make good content and yeah that's what you know grows their business they just want to get the um the 10k mark and be like look everybody else likes our stuff so do you know yeah. what i mean yeah. but yeah um with with speaking on that type of um sort of on the commercial route and the new age of commercialism mm -hmm. um or capitalism or however you want to phrase it um do you reckon the old guard so the corporate um the the yeah. I don't like to say corporate because the YouTube is just as corporate as the corporate companies. It's just more, yeah. there's but more they have freedom. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. They don't brand have a brand that's corporate. as rigid. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's, um, there's a guy called D D Stroyan who makes YouTube videos and he was banned by the NCAA from, mm. he was either you become a YouTuber or you play American football and make it to the NFL. Then like gave him, gave him an ultimatum and he chose to make youtube content and he gets like he gets hundreds hundreds of thousands of views gets like i think his best video has like 10 million views mm -hmm. he's been on like loads of podcasts now with loads of athletes and he's doing like sick things and he's uh, he's actually training with loads of professional players now and wanting to like make a run into the nfl because he's a, he's a sick kicker yeah but i think it's crazy how like the old way of doing things won't accept the new like the new school and won't accept youtube as mm -hmm. like is let's say yeah. if he if he ran his own business which is what youtube is but if he ran like let's say a traditional business there wouldn't be like oh choose to run your traditional business or choose yeah. to play college sports because he was sick do you know what i mean so yeah. i still it think there's, there's a stigma towards it there's a huge stigma towards it and like um 
I think like nowadays YouTube is becoming a little more understood by the older generation, but live streaming still hasn't at all because like stream, like big streaming, like big, um, like music companies are still like taking down people's streams if they play copyrighted music. If they, they need to create, they need to capitalize on that and create a streamer license for their music and make like $20, $30 a month to stream their music, which you would, I would happily pay. I would happily pay. Yeah whatever i yeah. needed to to be able to like yeah. stream and like put certain they should do whatever that whatever deals they have with radio stations they should mm-hmm. adapt that and yeah. have like deals for content creators and streamers yeah. and say like mm-hmm. oh instead of paying like 20 or 30 quid tw- 10 or 20 yeah. quid for spotify you can pay 50 quid a month to be able to use or... our music on thingy or like partner with Twitch and create like a little thing, so then they they use their own service to play the music through. So then the so then the streamers there's like a little widget at the bottom of the screen that has a link to that streaming platform. Yeah. So and like then you have to have that streaming platform logo on yeah. the video. Yeah. Yeah. And and or like you have to have like the title of the video or the title of the song and stuff, and then a link to to that or something. But that but Spotify is all about like the social sharing of of music. Why don't they partner with Twitch or something like that? And then and then they can um and then they can do like a whole thing where you know you can put like a stream playlist out and then send it to all your fans or something like that. Yeah, so, exactly. There's so much they could do with music and streaming. And I yeah, I guess Spotify kind of has to go with the other uh, big music like distributors. So I guess that's why they can't do it. But yeah. still, I think there's so much room for like copyrighted music and streaming that could be beneficial for everyone yeah they just don't understand streaming they're they're kind of just confused they're against it, it. Yeah. they they against are against it, it. and i think yeah. it's because they initially started off by trying to like fight and kill streaming and trying mm-hmm. to make people buy music again yeah. whereas they've they've seen streaming as an enemy they don't see it as like another mode of business and another mode yeah. of actually cool. like getting yeah. more people to come to your music and also like with, with music streaming, like streaming music, obviously like Steve Jobs thought that that was terrible and thought, no, people are going to want to buy their music, that kind of thing. And then Apple bought Beats and now they're, and then they use Beats music to turn it into Apple music. And now they are now they're one of the biggest, you know, streaming platforms out there for music, that kind of thing. It's just like some companies have kind of figured it out and some yeah, they've evolved. Not. yeah yeah and those companies that evolve we all like praise do you know what i mean and it's like mm-hmm. forward thinking whereas i think re- like record labels and all of record labels would need to make a deal with streaming platforms and stuff like that yeah. for that music to be able to yeah to be streamed on there but like i think it's it's where they're missing a beat, you know. What I mean, I'm sure there's there's meetings going on at those record labels about stuff like that, but I'm sure or like the, the meet- young or the young interns telling them how much money they can make off of it, and they're like, uh, no, we're making enough money, yeah, off exactly, of doing this, like, and they're they're trying to like do it the same way that they've always done it, or like, mm-hmm. you don't know how the business works, you know what I mean, like, yeah, like stuff like that, yeah, um, but yeah, I think as we obviously get older and as we grow um i feel like yes youtube and creating content is getting more understood mm-hmm. and it's getting more ac- accepted by the older generation but i don't think they'll ever truly accept it so 
Well, and then I don't think they'll ever accept like esports either until yeah, esports is on the rise. Well. Now. Yeah, but, like like there's that one video the of you know that like Booga guy won like three million dollars in that Fortnite tournament. Like if you watch some of the news clips about it, uh, sixteen year old Fortnite player known as Booga made three million dollars off of playing a video game and they were like laughing at him and stuff and yeah and, and then i think he said someone said something like they make he makes he made more off of that that prize earnings than you'll make in your entire career like 10 times over so don't even like like talk to him about it like you don't yeah. understand like they were laughing at him like yeah exactly though, yeah it's just exactly that's what that's what esports is struggling with now mm -hmm. like you're very right like although there's so much money in it and it's so lucrative no like they don't respect it like do you know what i mean that's doing a really good job or an esports business is doing a really good job of kind of changing that is 100 these because they have sponsorships from like chipotle from cash app from like um from like uh rocket mortgage or whatever is a big like mortgage company um they just got us a deal with at&t so and that's a huge old fashioned kind of company so yeah. like they're they're breaking into that mainstream with their with their content and stuff and and i hope that that's how it keeps going because they're 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 very like you know they're obviously an esports organization but they're very they're aesthetic and they're kind of um brand is very clean and yeah feels very open to everyone it doesn't feel like it's super gamery or something yeah yeah i, I think as much as it's up to the corporate companies to adapt i think it's also up to um to sort of the companies or the content creators themselves to be mm -hmm. able to market themselves and sort of even if you yeah. have a if you have a brand that's like super x-rated have another brand that's like not not like yeah. stupidly clean but that's cleaner and that's more business friendly and that yeah. you could use to sort of mm -hmm. you know market yourself better and like go into meetings with companies and actually yeah. have like a sort of either like an offshoot of your normal content or like like true news what they have over there at the true true Jordan podcast mm -hmm. true news is like it's not it's not necessarily stupidly clean uh, but like mm -hmm. it's it's clean enough to be able to go to companies to be able to do you know what i mean to get yeah. sponsorships get and sponsorships, to like yeah. yeah to actually have a seat at the table and talk about big money deals because they get a lot of views for their true news yeah. and like they get sponsored by different companies uh, yeah they're, they're they're doing amazing things that, yeah. yeah they're doing great work man and they're not the only ones like like we like we say mm. and we probably sound like a broken record but like content creators do need to be respected yeah do you know what i mean they do need to be respected and I, I think there are certain content creators who have done an amazing job of breaking into the mainstream media <clears throat> and kind of branded themselves really well like casey neistat he is like a film legend at this point rather than just a content creator like he like he is respected by big corporate businesses and things like that like just because of how influential he's been over over YouTube and over a young audience, like over the younger demographic, like you know that kind of thing. Pretty much yeah. everyone knows him, and um, that's in a younger demographic. So yeah, and I think obviously as people our age or like our generation takes over, like being the CEOs at these corporate mm -hmm. companies when we're like forty and fifty, we'll sort of understand 
we have you have to, like by then i think everybody will get will get the internet but there'll be another thing that comes that will be like it'll be like vr i think or something like oh virtual reality is yeah. ma- making some huge leaps recently some yeah. waves man and i think when we're like 40 with kids the vr will be like what ps2s were yeah. you know there'll be like an infantile version of what like ps2s were do you know what i mean so that will come along mm-hmm. and everybody will have one and then people will be like oh why are they spending so much time in like the fake world instead of the real world and stuff like mm-hmm. that and then the companies that are quick to evolve and like set yeah. up like their own setups in vr and set up like their own i don't know like i can imagine Mac- mcdonald's like being one of the first companies to be like we need to be visible in vr or like do you know what i mean fast food like we need no matter what like Mm -hmm. you create in vr like we'll pay you however much to like put our logos and like put us even like let's say you're playing a game like gta in vr we'll pay you to put us like into that world because i think a lot of people the same way gamers spend a lot of time now gaming i think when vr comes a lot more people will spend a lot more time in that realm so yeah no, for sure. And like, I'm very open to that. And I, I'm really excited to see how VR changes because already there's some amazing things happening with virtual reality. And I think it's only barely, you know, scratching the surface. Like, I don't think they've yeah. even like started scratching the surface yet. Like, that's <laughs> how, but it's already super cool and advanced and uh, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it'll be good to see how it grows, man. And I'm like, I'm always open to new experiences. But yeah, yeah um, respect content creators because it's not easy and it's just a viable. It's just as as a viable career as anything else. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was like thirty minutes we spent on that topic. Um, yeah. What have you got next for us, Will? Uh, well, speaking about kind of. Um, to like big businesses and that kind of thing. Um, I have a few things about some of uh, some billionaires that have been in the news recently. Um, first one is Jack Ma, who is the CEO of Alibaba. Um, yeah. Which everything to most businesses around the world. Um, he went missing a few weeks ago. That's why uh, he's had some problems with the Chinese government yeah, as well. well that's it. So he went missing a few weeks ago and then out of nowhere, he just said, Oh, I'm laying low, but uh, uh, do you still live in China. Well, no one knows where he is right now. I'm pretty but, sure he's living in a concentration camp <laughs> uh, in China, but no, like uh, he's, uh, he's kind of gone missing and that's kind of a big thing because he was having a bunch of pro problems with the uh with, the with china there, with the government yeah. so um he's gone um which kind of is a little scary to think about that if they can do that to one of the biggest business like, yeah or arguably the, the business tycoon yeah in, in china, china yeah. oh no he's not gone sorry he's laying low laying low yeah sorry <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> then, he just he's doing a dopamine detox from the internet alone <laughs> yeah 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 now that um, is scary though that's like that's bang out of order that they can do that to someone yeah who's like just, one of the biggest businesses yeah. in the country i mean that just shows what they're doing to regular everyday people you know exactly um, and then we also have Elon Musk is now the richest person in the world. Yeah, his stocks like yeah. it rose massively, mm-hmm. taking over Bezos. But mm-hmm. um, I think I didn't even know like 
every single electric car battery now is supplied by Elon Musk, which is crazy. Oh yeah, I mean he's like, he's got a grip on the entire like future no, of the world of cars, yeah, of cars of cars of space of uh of renewable energy of everything. He's he's you know it's him. Like he's done some amazing things for yeah. It's crazy. And he's been on Joe Rogan, which is twice, which is crazy. Yeah. Which is crazy. He's he's, he's adapting to the internet. He tweets yeah. memes like every day and and he's hilarious. Like he he's he like responds to like some small like you know Twitter pages and stuff. All he's constantly on Twitter and that kind of thing. Like yeah. he uh see the business people of today yeah. they don't understand that, but as we grow up and we as we get whole older, they'll he'll only get bigger as we get older like he said uh he said like he put like a meme about a man plus delorean mandalorian when that was huge like the mandalorian show was big and that kind of thing uh and and like he but he also says some really smart insightful things uh, uh you know about the world so he's just super good at like adapting with the times and staying like ahead of the curve um in a way yeah 100 100 percent. and um the fact that he's got into space early as well was clever because when i studied mm -hmm. space law there's a lot going on in space so yeah like the money at the minute is in insurance um for vehicles going into space there's a lot of money in that a hell of a lot of money yeah. in that because um no matter whether it's your fault or not that your craft crashed if you're mm -hmm. if your if your craft in space crashes into someone there's something else you're responsible and um there was a huge um crash between it was i think it was the government and the company or it was like two companies mm -hmm. but both of them didn't sue each other and walked away because the amounts of money that you're talking about in terms of compensation in terms of like how yeah. much you'd be liable for is insane because yeah. as like that's what they don't want to do they don't because they've all got so much stuff up there if one of their like if one of their satellites crashes into something else they're immediately liable like mm -hmm. straight away regardless of anything so like i think suing anyone would open the flood it would open the floodgates which is crazy yeah which is leaving a lot of money like in the um legal insurance for space so that's what my I also find it really cool that like NASA and SpaceX are working together now. Like NASA's and the government have finally like been like, you know, we're just gonna have to accept this, you know, commercial or like private space, space industry. Yeah. yeah. We need to just accept it and work with them because we have so much resources and they have the knowledge and they and they're ha they have the innovation and that kind of thing. Yeah. It was as crazy because NASA were using the R Russian rockets to get up to space still before mm -hmm. SpaceX. It wasn't um like rockets built by NASA, they're just mm -hmm. using um, the old school Russian rockets, which is yeah, crazy because they're super cheap. That Elon Musk tried to buy them to get into space originally, uh, but instead decided to start making his own. Yeah, uh, and his yeah. land themselves as well. So like the Russian oh, yeah. ones, um, once <laughs> they're only good for one flight, whereas his like it's multiple flights, which is crazy. That's like revolutionary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that is sick. Yeah. Yeah, that so, is sick. So Elon Musk is at the top, and Jack Ma is um, laying low. Laying low, yeah, yeah. 
laying low. <laughs> sometimes uh, you've got to lay low, Will. You know what I yeah. Mean? yeah, sometimes, you know, you just want to lay low. Well, but yeah, speaking of someone who's yeah. been, um, well, who's done enough laying low his whole career, yeah. let's talk about James Harden. Yeah, um, moving uh, over to the Nets, moving over to the Nets. Yeah, but um, yeah, Harden, one Harden. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Like he um didn't want to be on the Houston Rockets anymore so he like was making himself look really fat in the pictures and he just wasn't playing that well either he just wasn't showing any effort whatsoever which is kind of selfish of him but yeah he really just wanted to leave and they weren't letting him um and but yeah, in the, in in the background as well he was getting so much leeway apparently he was always allowed to like turn up late to train him because he was the yeah. star got paid the most he'd take trips to like wherever he wanted and come back whereas the other team had like stricter schedules so like yeah. he got a lot of leeway over there and a yeah. huge contract so they must feel proper stabbed in the back yeah and then uh but now he's on the nets and he's i think he had one of the best ever games for like someone's debut on a team yeah uh, so he finally kicked it into gear again, and he just played amazing and had some amazing, amazing plays. I was watching some of his highlights, and so, you know, now he's he's on an, onto a new team. But let's just see how he can kind yeah, of play let's... players because he likes to be the star of the show. But yeah, then it's Kyrie and Kevin Durant as well. Yeah. yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out with him because he's such a. Yeah. I don't I don't know how long it's gonna last. That's the thing. I don't yeah. know how long it's gonna last because he's not like LeBron where LeBron's like he's a hard worker, he's a professional, he turns yeah. up uh, like do you know what I mean? From from what you hear from other players about his reputation, like people enjoy playing with him and like yeah. he, he's he, you can just tell the way he carries himself, he works hard, he's like he must get his privileges, but he doesn't abuse it, do you know what I mean? And he's a competitor who wants yeah. to win and like does everything he needs to do to be in a position to win, whereas it feels like Harden like does yeah. his own thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Prophet does his own thing, but I don't know. I don't know. All I want um, for the NBA season, I just want LeBron to touch one more ring. Um, yeah. I want Lamar Jackson to absolutely smoke Mahomes. And uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Well, that can't happen anymore because he couldn't. He couldn't even play against the Bills, so I don't think he's ever going to play against the Chiefs. The Chiefs, do you know what? It's their showdown would be like it's coming. It'll be epic. Well, the It'll... last time we played them in the regular season, we destroyed them. It wasn't even a fun. It wasn't even a game. We played. We destroyed them so much. Uh... Like, they didn't even really even play like a football game against us so he that's how easy it was <laughs> <laughs> but nah KC's a good team no I mean we are this year they're undoubtedly the best team in the league uh, I reckon they'll win it I don't want to say anything because I don't want to jinx it <laughs> I respect it it's, I, it, respect I think it. there's more pressure coming from getting a ring to to being on the up to go and get your first one in, in whatever, how 50 something years, because can we do it again? You know, like, yeah, I, I don't yeah. want to out there. Right if, now. if they do it back to back, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. that's I mean, crazy. there was, there was a point where like during the Super Bowl last year, I mean, like 
it looked like we were gonna lose and i, I mean i was like, almost crying i was so sad yeah. <laughs> like, it's it was like oh. and then he did um he ran it into the end zone and yeah. then got smacked in it and then got up and like did his strong man that was a sick <laughs> touchdown in the super bowl that was sick yeah, that no, was sick. I, I was actually just, in the gym watching that. Yeah, I'm excited to watch some some good football and and that kind of thing, and just see see, see how our next season is going to be. Even like I know we're, we're still in the postseason of this season, but next season is going to be super interesting. So, uh, yeah. do you reckon we'll see? Um, sort of. Um, do you know how Mahomes has just got a 503 million dollar mm-hmm. contract to watch that? Whatever. Um, I know YouTubers don't really release their numbers and the sort of the highest contract sort of, well, contract officially that we've had from a content creator was Joe Rogan with Spotify for a hundred yeah. mil that like yeah. we know about. Do you reckon we'll ever see like a content creator, whether that be a podcaster, someone who makes videos, <laughs> like same with Ninja as well. He had a, a huge contract with Twitch. Oh, was yeah, it? Yeah. He made like, he made like, 90 million in like a few months because mixer shut down after that yeah yeah he made a ton of money yeah so he made like all that money over there um do you reckon we'll ever see a content creator touch 500 mil like mahomes or do you reckon that's purely reserved for like sports um hmm let's see i i think it could happen i think it's going to be a long time before that does yeah. happen but i could definitely see a big company like signing a huge youtuber with hundreds of millions of subscribers because eventually that's going to happen it's yeah. a lot of youtubers will have hundreds of millions of subscribers um i think it, I, I think at some point it could definitely happen yeah uh, definitely i think if you look at how long sports has been around for and how long there's been an infrastructure around it yeah there's been so many years whereas content creating is like what very like new. very new very like before thing. that if you weren't on tv like there was nothing so how how old would you i'll say like what 20 years max yeah yeah so like yeah mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see it could happen we'll, though it could happen yeah i think we'll definitely see it i think we'll definitely see it so i look forward to uh us landing that 500 million dollar contract yeah. will or that 500 yeah. million pound contract you know what i mean yes yes yes, yes in yes. two three yeah. years time i'll write one out and uh we'll just leave it up somewhere look at it every day and then the day we cash no. it yeah you yeah. know what i mean Uh, i like that laugh that's the business laugh right there Uh, yeah (laughs) um but yeah speaking of another way we could make 500 million dollars uh bitcoin uh i don't know we i don't think we talked about last week i think we're gonna get to it um but bitcoin has been on the rise uh i think it went dropped down a little bit again it did there was a little drop, not this drop. There was a drop thirty nine thousand to thirty six, thirty four thousand now, thirty almost thirty five thousand. Um, so, so it is, uh, it is still huge. Um, and, and yeah, yeah, it's 30, crazy because thirty five thousand dollars. Yeah. Everyone keeps telling me to invest in Bitcoin, but I don't understand it enough to like. Mm-hmm. I've been doing I mean. some research on it. I still don't know if I fully understand it, but I kind of have a good idea around what yeah. it is. I know um, um, everyone's, well, most people have been getting it off Coinbase that have been talking to me, but like. 
But then I, there's I, also Gemini, which was created by the Winklevoss tw- twins. They created Gemini, which is um, kind of like Coinbase, but it's a little, it's more tied in with um, like there's things like Blockify, which allow you to put your money, you you give your Bitcoin to them, and then they give you six percent back annually on your uh, on top of your on top of your Bitcoin. So you get like six percent interest um, every year because they use your Bitcoin for like loans and stuff, kind of like how a bank does it. Yeah, Gemini's like super tied in with Blockify, and Gemini's like super secure, and it's been made. And both Coinbase and Gemini are very similar, um, but. But I've heard Gemini's like maybe a little bit better, but I don't know. Uh, but I think I think it's as much of it is a risk to buy a lot of Bitcoin. It's also a risk not to because think of it, you know, it could become the next gold. And if you miss out on it now, like it's kind of like we're having yeah. a Bitcoin. If you miss out on it now, you know, you could miss out on it forever. And then yeah, Fox. So I don't know. There, it's still very, but it's such a volatile market. It just could change. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I, your whole portfolio couldn't be Bitcoin. Do you know what I mean? But like, if you could divide, like, diversify your portfolio to have a little bit of Bitcoin, it wouldn't be the, it wouldn't be the dumbest thing to do. Do you know what I mean? You're buying like a few hundred dollars or a few hundred pounds worth of Bitcoin every month. So eventually, yeah. buy a Bitcoin, a whole Bitcoin or something like that. Um, without you know putting too much money in at once, you know you can put in a comfortable amount every month. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's definitely a smart investment, and moving forward, it's something that I do need to look into in more detail. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. a lot of people <laughs> like is, is Ethereum. Is it like twelve hundred right now? Twelve hundred dollars. That's basically what any sort of coin or any sort of online like um, direct transaction would run off of of ethereum um and and it's like i can't remember i don't know everything about it but basically like it's um gonna be even more valuable than bitcoin eventually because or it could be uh, because like any other coin or any anything else would run off of ethereum so like that's another thing and it's still pretty cheap comparatively yeah um, to bitcoin so that's like another one yeah, it's definitely something worth looking into. It is definitely something in, worth looking into. Um, this podcast isn't sponsored by Bitcoin. Don't worry, do you know what I mean? We're not trying to sell it to you, but it's something that you should definitely look into. Um, I'd advise anyone sort of looking to invest or looking mm-hmm. to put their money in certain places. Have a look at diversifying through Bitcoin. It's um, mm-hmm. it's a smart investment moving forward. It's not super smart to put all your money into it, but it's also not super smart to not put any money into it because it's a it's going to eventually rise to a huge value. It just depends when that is or how it does it because the market's just not stable that that stable yet. So eventually it'll it'll most likely happen. But yeah, um, uh, yeah. But I I think other than um, I think that's pretty much all I've got. I was just gonna say. Um, WandaVision came out the other other day, um, which is a huge leap from what Marvel normally does. It's like a sitcom, but it's also like a horror. Yeah. Time. Super interesting show. And there's a ton of like hidden details. It's like a mystery. Um, I've watched it a few times, but like it gives me chills. It's creepy. It's really (laughs) they did an amazing job with the writing and an amazing job with the cinematography in it because 
like it, it you can tell when it kind of breaks out of the sitcom and turns into like more of like a you know it like the camera angles start being like horror like zooms and things like that and and that's pretty cool um yeah i think the one thing that was letting marvel down the cinematography and everything was sick it's just the writing was like it's pretty basic it's yeah. so basic man it was so basic this is more it's no action and it's all well as as of right now i know eventually they said it will become a huge action like there'll be a huge action like sequence at the end which is you know cool but the whole show isn't about that it's very yeah. writing and like the dialogue and the character development that kind of thing yeah i think that's what they were lacking that's the the best thing that they did though for movies was when they released infinity war and they lost that was that was a breath of fresh air and that was needed and i think because shows like game of thrones got so big where the main characters die like consistently all the time they needed one where the good guys didn't always win um, and the thing is fans seem to hate it for some reason but it has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it's a very good... I think it's because a lot of Marvel fans are people that are just into the action and pretty basic. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I think it's awesome. I think it's one of the best things Marvel's ever put out. Yeah, I think people people like us enjoy, like, a well-written story and, like, not unpredictability a lot more than some, like... I'm not the main body of Marvel fans, but there's a large majority. Actually, yeah, the the main body of Marvel fans they want like that superhero story. Do you know what I mean? And like, if it's not that superhero story, it doesn't sort of fit their usual. I mean, but if it, that they put out. I mean, it's bad. Like, there's yeah. a difference between it being not for someone or it being a actual bad movie or an actual bad show. Yeah, so. but most things that people like. If it's not made for me, people think it's terrible. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. no one can appreciate something that they're not necessarily into for being well written or. Yeah. But I'll definitely, I will check it out because, yeah, no, like I, I say, cool, a super cool show, and um, and I think it's gonna be, it, it's gonna kick off a very new kind of phase of Marvel. Hopefully, if that's the way I, the way I see it. So. I hope so because it needs a breath of fresh air. In the Winter Soldier, to first a cool action show because that's what that's going to be. That's going to be a, your typical Marvel action show. Just wait for that. It comes out in two months. We're, uh, getting, we're getting ten different Marvel projects this year. So for for one division to just be not your style, that doesn't mean that everything's terrible in Marvel. Like, yeah. Fans. <laughs> but yeah, what can you say? Fans are fickle. Fans of Vickle, they want what they want, and when they don't get it, they'll kick up a fuss. Yeah. 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 I'd know because I'm also a fan. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's that's all I have for you today, Will, unless you have anything else. I think that's pretty much all I have too. So um thanks everyone for, for listening um or watching the audio and and uh on YouTube and um We'll be back next week uh, with another episode. And uh, in the meantime, you can follow us um, in the socials, um, in the description or in the show notes. Um, and if you are watching on YouTube and you do want to listen, you can find us anywhere that uh, you can listen at, at any platform you can listen on. So uh, yeah, just go give us a listen on any of those and we appreciate it. And uh, 
We'll just keep. Yeah, we're always popping. <laughs> yeah, we're on everything, everywhere, all the socials, like Will says, and we yes. look forward to seeing you again or to you guys listening to us again next week. Yeah. Yes. See you later.